This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Welcome to the Hockey Hotbed, presented as always by the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Nick Berlansky, and I'm your host today, as we have a little bit of hockey news to talk about. It was kind of a quiet weekend around the hockey world, except for two pretty blatant stories that I do want to talk about. One in the negative, one in the positive, and you know what I always say, give me them vegetables first. So let's start here. The Philadelphia Flyers decided over the weekend that they were going to scratch the NHL's Iron Man, Keith Yandel, ending his streak and putting him in the all-time place at number one, but not for long. Kind of basically ruining it and making sure that he will not end that streak. He will not have that record for very long. Currently, he is the all-time NHL Iron Man. He has that all-time streak. No longer an active streak because he, he took that game off, but 989 straight games. We talked about it a little bit when he passed it, how he was going to be a healthy scratch in Florida. His teammates fought to get him back onto the ice. Well, nobody fought for him here. And at this point, if you're the Philadelphia Flyers, why are you scratching him? The Flyers are, if I'm not mistaken, mathematically eliminated from playoff contention. So what are you playing for right now? Well, most teams, when they're not in the playoffs and when they're mathematically eliminated, that is a great time to see your prospects, get them some NHL playing time, get them accustomed to this speed of play, get them a little bit of action. I understand that. But if... You're going to scratch a guy like Keith Yandel, who, understandably, yes, you got him the record. I'm sure he is grateful for that organization. I'm sure he's grateful for the opportunity to come and get to play with his buddy Kevin Hayes. He's at 989. You couldn't let him reach 1,000? And don't, don't get me wrong. Trust me, I understand an organization wanting to see their young stars get in the game. I understand the fact that Keith Yandel himself is not really a great NHL caliber defenseman anymore. I get that. But you have nothing to play for. This would be a great story if you let him play through to a thousand. What other reason do you have for scratching him? Get rid of him after the season. There are still 13 games remaining in this season. You could have let him play 11 more games. And then you could have said, hey, listen, we're going to sit you down the rest of the year. Because we want to see our young guys. But instead, listen, I do get it. I get it, Philly. You want to see what your young defenseman can do. You want to see what will work for next year. That's what every team does. But when you sign a guy like Keith Yandel in the position that he's in, you have to understand there are certain things that should come with it. Just being a decent human being. I know this is a business, and this is the ugly head of that business that is starting to be shown out here in this situation. But seriously, let him get to at least a thousand games. 
And then the last two games of the season, yeah, go ahead and sit them. And then if you don't want to bring them back, don't bring them back. That's fine. But this is just, and, and a lot of the NHL world reacted. A lot of people on either side of the aisle here, it seemed like most of the players were like, why would you, why would you bench them? Why would you scratch them? You're at the end of the season. You're playing for absolutely nothing. And the very, he would get to a thousand games on your team. A little bit of national attention on your team again. And some good news for a fan base that has watched an absolutely dog shit season from the Philadelphia Flyers. I just, I don't understand it. You know, that you played him all season. I understand he's not an everyday player. You signed up for this specifically when you brought him in last summer. And I understand. They did get him to the record. And he probably, skill-wise and lineup-wise, could have been scratched before that. So they gave him that. They gave him the record. And a couple more games, too. But at this point, what do you have to lose by just keeping him out there? That one roster spot is going to kill you? You can't rotate out everybody else? I don't know. It bothered me a little bit. I know there are other people on the aisle that are saying, listen... He sucks. He's lucky that he got to this point. Well, I'm not going to say he sucks. He is probably no better than a third-pairing defenseman at this point in his career. He's had a fantastic career, obviously. You have to to be able to play in that many straight games. But at the same time, I do understand that if there was no such thing as his Ironman streak, if he wasn't 11 games away from 1,000 playing the way he did, he probably would have been scratched. I get that. But nonetheless, it's just a bad look on the Philadelphia Flyers franchise, which, I mean, general manager Chuck Fletcher, if he's not out the door, I do have to question what the the higher-ups are thinking about this situation. You know, he was a little handcuffed in the Claude Giroux deal. Okay, that's fine. But I always look back to the the Rasmus Ristolainen acquisition and and now signing, doubling down on that investment. To me, that's... That's the biggest indication, not to mention the fact that they're very, very low in the standings. Like I said, mathematically eliminated from the playoffs as of right now. And the fact that just look at the roster development. It's not there. So he might get another chance. But again, another bad look for the Philadelphia Flyers franchise who are going to look back on this season. And the only good thing that they'll take out of it is that Keith Yandel made that hit that record while he was with the Flyers. That's the only thing you're taking out of it. And now you're kind of like going back on it. I know he's he's always going to have that record. He's always going to be... Well, he's not always going to have that record. But he's always going to be the one that first broke that record. Because, obviously, Phil Kessel, barring anything miraculous, Phil Kessel's probably going to pass him. Now, he's not going to pass him this year. That's the thing. Kessel could play out this season, which he's expected to do. He will not pass Keith Yandel. So at the very least, Keith Yandel will get to keep that moniker of the NHL's longest Ironman for an entire offseason. He gets to to tote that around at the golf courses this summer. And he's going to be there pretty early because uh, he plays for the Flyers. He could probably start going right now. But one has to imagine, barring anything miraculous, Phil Kessel is going to be the NHL's Ironman. He currently is the NHL's active Ironman. Think think about that. Phil Kessel, a guy who is the absolute opposite 
of a health and fitness nut is the guy that is currently the active leader for the NHL's Ironman streak. And he is very close and barring anything miraculous will be the NHL's all-time Ironman. He didn't get traded at the deadline, so he's not going to be able to go for a Stanley Cup. He's playing with the, the Arizona Coyotes still, which I'm sure he's a little upset about that, but at the same exact time, does help the streak. And we've seen for Keith Yandel, there are things that teams do to help the streak. I'm sure Phil would have liked to get traded. Deal wasn't made. But at the very least, it, it helps him with the streak. He didn't have to go worry about flying somewhere the same day to make sure he plays in a game, anything like that. So right now, Phil Kessel has played in 970 consecutive NHL games. The record, of course, like I said, set currently by Keith Yandel at 989, so he's 19 off. The Coyotes have 13 games remaining. So doing a little bit of quick math, that means about the 6th or 7th game of next season, the 6th game he'll tie, 7th game he will surpass Keith Yandel as the NHL's longest Ironman. Depending, of course, on whether or not he can stay healthy for the remainder of the season and be healthy at the beginning of next season. Knock on wood that he does, because I think this is something that I need to see. This is a record that I need to have Phil Kessel's name next to. Because it is just the opposite of the title and the player that holds it is just polar opposites. Iron Man versus Phil Kessel. Now... Iron Man the Hero versus Phil Kessel, I understand it. It's just a suit arm around the guy, but still, thinking about the most, what is the word I'm looking for here? You know, I'm, I'm not going to say well-built. Phil Kessel's just a freak. He's a freak athlete because he does what he wants. Obviously, everybody remembers the hot dog memes. Everybody remembers everything. You know, Phil Kessel, people saying he doesn't care, he's not in shape, he's slow. He's anything but slow. He's a great NHL player. He's been a fantastic goal scorer. One of the best of his generation. I'd say probably top 10 in his generation is just pure goal scoring ability. And now he's 13 games away from an Ironman streak. It's crazy. And it helps that he is still an NHL caliber player. We had these conversations about Keith Yandel where he was going to get scratched in Florida he probably could have been scratched several times this year from the Flyers, if not for the streak. Phil Kessel, however, he's still more than NHL caliber. He's still top six caliber when it comes to his skill set and his ability. So it makes a little bit more sense. And I just, like I said, I just need Phil Kessel, of all players, to be sitting in the record books next to the title of the NHL's Iron Man. Like, you could queue up the Avengers Endgame quote about what's what's coursing through his veins. What do you think is coursing through my veins right now? Cheese whiz. I love it. I absolutely, 100%, undoubtedly would love the day, and it might be coming in October of this year. I will love the day when Phil Kessel can officially say, knock on wood, that he is the NHL's. All-time Iron Man. Right now, he can say that he is the active Iron Man in the National Hockey League now that Keith Yandel has bowed out. But I, I look forward to the day, and knock on wood, hopefully it comes in October, that Phil Kessel becomes the NHL's all-time Iron Man. It's, it's amazing. The next closest active streak, by the way, I figured I'd look this up because everybody talks about Yandel, everybody talks about Phil Kessel. 
Now the number two longest active streak for the NHL's Ironman is Brent Burns at 665 games. So your top two current Ironman, Ironmen, are Phil Kessel and Brent Burns. You got to love the sport of hockey sometimes. I mean, that, that that's what I take away from this at the end of the day. But still, uh, the thing I'm taking away from this segment is the fact that the Philadelphia Flyers continue to just make bad decisions. Like this was a this was a needless decision to make to bury a guy that was getting close to a thousand games. If he doesn't hit a thousand games this season, that is a pitiful, pitiful decision on the part of the Philadelphia Flyers. The only way that I could see that if that happens, potentially being okay, is if Yandel said, hey, I want to hit 1,000 games with this team, that team. Maybe he wants to go back and play for the Yotes. Maybe he wants to go play for the Rangers when he hits it. I don't know what the case is. But if that's the case, that's the only time they are excused from not playing him to hit 1,000. I understand it's business. I understand what they're doing. You want to see the young guys. But it's a bad look on them. So I feel bad for Keith Yandel. I feel very happy for Phil Kessel in the meantime, but nonetheless, uh, you know, the beat goes on. This is probably going to be the last time I mention the Philadelphia Flyers this season, to be completely honest. Actually, you know, in the next couple episodes, I'm going to talk about non-playoff teams and which of them are closest to getting back into the playoffs. So I'll probably touch on them there a little bit. But nonetheless, this is probably one of the last times I'm actually talking about Philadelphia Flyers news this season because that's the type of season they've had. I'm going to take a quick break. When I return, we're going to talk about the positive thing that happened over the weekend, the record breaker. We'll get to that right after the break here on the Hockey Hotbed. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team to get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right, a bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customer a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Welcome back to the Hockey Hotbed, presented as always by the Hockey Podcast Network as well as DraftKings. Make sure you use promo code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook app for great odds and even better opportunities. There was something positive that came out of this weekend, and that came out of Minnesota. The Minnesota Wild as a franchise are still very young, 
Obviously not Vegas Young or Seattle Young, but they're still relatively a young franchise in the terms of the rest of the National Hockey League. So franchise records are a little bit more reachable, I would say, or at least in recent memory, I guess is the way I was trying to see that. But especially the new single season points record for the Minnesota Wild, because on Saturday, with a goal and an assist and a really big win over the Carolina Hurricanes, Kirill the Thrill Kaprizov sets the new Minnesota Wild franchise record for single season points. The goal and the assist on Saturday brought his total to 85 points in 67 games on the season. He's been fantastic all year long. He did have a little bit of a slow start. I remember talking about this on one of the earlier episodes of the Hockey Hotbed. But the second he turned it on, he was all the way on. I mean, the kid is very fun to watch. And he is a kid. I know people say, hey, last year when he won the Calder, he's the older Calder Trophy winner, which is why people are trying to make the case for Michael Bunting. And I believe I've already said this before. Stop. Michael Bunting is not the Calder Trophy winner this year. He should not be the Calder Trophy winner this year. But I digress on that point. Kirill Kaprizov obviously passing Marion Gabrick, who held the record previously with 83 points in the 2007-2008 season. So like I said, not that far back do you have to look to find Minnesota Wild franchise records. So congrats to Kirill. Really good night for him. They get the win over a really good Carolina Hurricanes team on home ice, avenging the loss that they took on Thursday. And then they went out to Washington the following day, back-to-back, and they just absolutely throttled the Washington Capitals. If you listen to my episode last Friday, was it? No, no, it was last Tuesday's episode. So a week ago today, I claimed the Minnesota Wild as my dark horse. They had a great weekend, making me look good. Okay? Five out of a possible six points against three playoff teams from the Metropolitan Division. Pretty good weekend. And three games in four days as well. Let's not forget that. And it's all spearheaded by Kirill Kaprizov. He is their guy. He is their leader. He is their star. Contrary to belief of some people, he is a star in the National Hockey League already. At the age of 24, in his second season in North America. And he is one of the biggest stars in the sport. Last season, he came out, won the Calder, like I mentioned, scoring 27 goals, 51 points in 55 games. So almost a point per game in his first season. And then this year, like we said, 85 points in 67 games, including 39 goals. So he, barring anything miraculous, I don't think he's going to go scoreless the rest of the season. But he has 39 goals on the year. He's going to be a 40 goal scorer. Which is... Something else to hang his hat on. Another feather in the cap in his young NHL career. And he currently has the Minnesota Wild in a great positioning in the standings. I believe they're in second the last time I checked. Which is good. Home ice advantage in the playoffs. Something that Minnesota hasn't really been able to say the last couple of years. So, home ice advantage. You have a marketable star that just signed his contract extension. So you have them locked up as well. That was a that was a headache all of last offseason. But it, the deal is done. He's come out and he's earning his money. More than earning his money at this point. 
But like I said, he is a star in this league. So much so that it made me think. I would like to now kind of switch gears a little bit, not just all about Kirill Kaprizov and my dark horse Minnesota Wild pick. I want to give you my top five players currently in the National Hockey League. Where do I see the hierarchy of the best in the game? Top five. And I do have some honorable mentions that I will get into. But number five, I have Nathan McKinnon of the Colorado Avalanche. By his standards, he's had a down season. By anybody else's standards, he's he's right there. He's still in the top 20 in scoring. He's faced a couple injuries, a couple issues here that has kept him out of the lineup. But he's still one of the best players. I mean, you watch the game when he's playing in it, and it's just so different. His speed, his, his foot speed specifically, his shot, his ability, his vision, his hockey IQ, it's all there. All the makings to be the best player in the National Hockey League. He just happens to be playing in a time where there are, are a handful of those players. I currently rank him at number five. I've ranked him as high as number two in the past. But I still like Nathan McKinnon as number five. At number four... That's where I put Leon Dreisaitl. I'm hesitant. You know, I love Leon Dreisaitl. I think he is a fantastic player. Of course he is. Hart Trophy winner, Art Ross Trophy winner. You don't do that by accident. And I don't know if this is because I'm a little bit sour growing up a Penguins fan about how much disrespect Evgeny Malkin got. Leon Dreisaitl is getting way more respect than Evgeny Malkin ever got in the early years when he played with Sidney Crosby. But Leon Dreisaitl is that damn good. I have him at number four. Again, all five of these players, there's a case to be made for them to to be the number one player. And Leon Dreisaitl is no different. He plays with Connor McDavid. There's always going to be that caveat as long as he and McDavid are both playing there. It's just the fact of life. It's the nature of life. It's exactly what happens all the time. What would Jonathan Taves be if he didn't play with Patrick Kane, would he still have been that high on everybody's leaderboard for best player in the league in the early to mid-2000s? Who knows? Would Evgeny Malkin be higher if he didn't play with Sidney Crosby his whole career? These are all what-ifs that we don't get answered. We might get that eventually with McDavid and Drysettle, but as of right now, we haven't. They've always played together, and it seems as of right now, the Edmonton Oilers would be stupid to get rid of either of them. So Leon Drysettle is number four. I already mentioned the name of the guy that I'm going to put number three, and that's Sidney Crosby. Say what you want about him declining, him not being in the spotlight. He is quietly just tumbling along there. Over a point per game for the 16th? No, no. Over a point per game for the 17th consecutive season. You know how hard it is to be consistently that good? 17 years, over a point per game. I don't think enough people have talked about that. Which is why I'm going to talk about it a little bit. But not only that, the Penguins are a team that, again, a lot of people counted out as the season started. They said, ah, no, Malkin to start the season for a long time, two months plus. Crosby's going to miss the first handful of weeks. And Crosby and Malkin are old. So is Latang. Penguins aren't going to make the playoffs. They might squeak in. Well... Now they're vying for the second spot in the Metropolitan Division. There was a while where they were number one in the Metropolitan Division. And once again, the Penguins are going to clinch a playoff spot. Death taxes and the Pens in the playoffs. That's 
basically what the NHL has been for the last 16 seasons. And Sidney Crosby, the way that he's doing it is no glitz and glamour fashion, but he puts this team on his back on a nightly basis. He's consistently that great. There's not really highs and lows with him. He's just consistently that great. And a lot of people have dropped him a lot further. But I have him at number three right now. He was number one for the longest time. He got upseated by somebody else I'm going to mention. And I think he, this season, has been upseated by yet another player. Number two, I have Austin Matthews. And if you don't have Austin Matthews in your top two, you're either very anti-Toronto Maple Leafs, or you just don't watch enough hockey. That's that. That's the only way that I can imagine that you wouldn't think that Austin Matthews is a top two player in the National Hockey League. He had a hat trick on Monday night to bring his total to 54 goals. Again, and I've said this a lot on this 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 podcast, this episode. Barring anything miraculous, I should get that tattooed on my forehead or something, but barring anything miraculous, he's going to win his second straight Rocket Richard. And he's probably going to win the Rocket six or seven or eight more times, at least, in his career. But as of right now, 54 goals on the season, tied for a Maple Leafs record, tied with Rick Vive. I talked about that on Friday. The guy is a pure goal scorer. You know, we talk about the best goal scorers in the game. Alex Ovechkin is the greatest goal scorer in the history. So until he decides to hang him up, I will continue to say that Alex Ovechkin is the best pure goal scorer in the National Hockey League because he is, and he's earned that right. But Austin Matthews is 1B. You know, if if Ovi is 1A, Matthews is 1B, and Matthews is just chomping at the bit to pass him. The guy is lethal with the puck anywhere in the offensive zone. We saw it last night with a hat trick against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Say what you will about the playoffs. I really don't care. That's not coming into this conversation. He's the number two player in the National Hockey League right now. Only behind Connor McDavid. I think everybody knew that was coming. I don't really need to explain it that much. Connor McDavid is the best player in the National Hockey League. And like I said with Matthews, say what you want about the playoffs. In the regular season, there's not many people better than Connor McDavid. Doesn't help him that there's not a team around him, besides Leon Dreisaitl. But he is the best player in the National Hockey League. So the way I'm say, seeing this is Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews are number one and there's no doubt about that. Number one and number two. McDavid Matthews. That's that's how it is. That's how it should be for everybody's list. Three through five, I think that you can make an argument for any sort of situation. I have Crosby at three, Dreisaitl at four, McKinnon at five. You could flip-flop those any other way, and I say, you know what? You have a point. You know, obviously, you'd have to make a point. But realistically, I could see those three being in any order. But this all started with me talking about Kirill Kaprizov and saying how good he's been and saying that he is a star in this league. I have Kaprizov at number six. That's where I have him. It's going to be hard to break into this top five because that top five is so good. And for the most part, they're all very young specifically Matthews and McDavid and Dreisaitl. I I guess they're all young except for Crosby. But Kaprizov, what he's been able to do in not even two years, a year and a half, because let's not forget, it was a 56-game season last year. 
what he's been able to do, how he's been able to play. He's the number six player in the National Hockey League right now. Seven through 11, I have some order of Artemi Panarin, Brad Marchand, Alex Ovechkin, Victor Hedman, and Sasha Barkov. So if you think about it, my top five are all centers. Kirill Kaprizov, to me, is the best left winger in the league. Again, no offense to Alex Ovechkin, but entire encapsulating game, when you look at their entire game, I do have Kaprizov very closely edging out Alex Ovechkin for the best left winger in the National Hockey League. And the best players, I'd probably put Ovi at seven. You know, if, if it was 6A, 6B, it would be 6A, Kaprizov, 6B, Ovechkin. But that's where I have it. You know, and as far as ranking left wingers, I have it Kaprizov, Ovechkin, very close. Interchangeable, I understand. You can make an argument for both, but I have Kaprizov above them. And then probably Marshawn and, and Panarin in that order. Probably Marshawn, then Panarin. So that's my ranking. You know, I guess we can go from 7-1. to one. I guess I gave out my 7-1 to one there. 7, Alex Ovechkin. 6, Kirill Kaprizov. 5, Nathan McKinnon. 4, Leon Dreisaitl. 3, Sidney Crosby. 2, Austin Matthews. And number 1, Connor McDavid. Do you agree with my list? I would like to know. You know, you can tag me on Twitter. You can direct message me. If you have my phone number, text me it. For, I don't care. And I'll say them all on Friday. If you have arguments, argue with me. That's fine. I'll bring it up on Friday. We'll, we'll have an entire segment about your response to this list. But that's where I have right now the top five. McKinnon, Dreisaitl, Crosby, Matthews, McDavid in rescinding, I guess, ascending order there. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Hockey Hotbed. I hope you enjoyed my discussions on Keith Yandel and the Flyers. And then, of course, Kirill Kaprizov, the new franchise leader in single season points for the Minnesota Wild. It's going to do it. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will talk to you guys on Friday. And like I said, get me your lists. What is your top five in the NHL right now? And we'll talk about it on Friday. Have a great week, hockey fans.